Defeating Money Mules. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Ayelet Bigger Levin, Vice President of Market Strategy at Biocatch. Welcome, Ayelet. Hi, Tanya. <laughs> so, remind us what Biocatch does. So, Biocatch is commonly known in the context of helping organizations fight fraud, um, prevent account takeover uh, fraud, account opening fraud leveraging behavioral biometrics. So what our mission is, is really to unlock the power of behavior and deliver actionable insights to create a digital world where identity, trust, and ease coexist. That means that what we do is we look at uh, human, human device interaction. We look at keystrokes, mouse movements, clicks, and looking at those types of behaviors, we're able to distinguish be between cyber criminals and genuine users. So looking at the physical and cognitive traits of the human behavior to really be able to distinguish between those types of actors. One of today's cyber risks comes from threat actors that we call money mules. Start by defining the term and describe what a money mule account is. Right, so a mule account is really an account that's being held by someone who transfers or moves illegally acquired money on behalf of someone else. And that's kind of the FBI definition. So think about online fraud. So a cyber criminal obtains access to someone else's account and they will steal money from the account and they need to funnel that money out. They can't just open an account with their own name and transfer the money over there because they will definitely be caught and be prosecuted and go to jail. They need to be clever to make sure that money can't funnel out in a way that it can be tracked properly. So they really recruit mules who are legitimate, at times legitimate actors. They, you know, there are many types of mule personas um, and those mules will transfer that money and eventually somehow wire the money out to the cyber criminals. What are the challenges in detecting money mule accounts and activity? So there are a lot of challenges because typically when, uh, you know, I'll, let's say someone's account in a bank is taken over and the, the money is stolen from that account and transferred to a mule account, um, oftentimes the transfer will not happen within the same bank. So the visibility of the bank that is actually able to confirm the fraud because, you know, the, the person whose account is taken over will communicate with the bank and say, there's fraud on my account the payee account will not necessarily be within the same financial institution. If the payee account is within the same financial institution, they can investigate, they can, you know, there are AML rules, they can initiate an investigation. But if the payee account is in a different financial institution, it requires collaboration between financial institutions, requires information sharing. And unfortunately, we don't have a good enough infrastructure globally to do that. So that's one challenge. Um, the other one is that oftentimes the mules can also be legitimate actors. So it really depends when the money is transferred, how the money is transferred. And, you know, it could be that that account, that payee account is also involved in legitimate activity. So that research is, is complicated in itself. And it's really important to, you know, I talk about stealing money from someone's account. There's definitely that aspect of financial, but we're also talking about money that is laundered for the purpose of sex trafficking, human trafficking, drug smuggling. So this issue is, is really critical uh, to handle. What are some of the common traits of those who open mule accounts and 
what type of people typically um, are used as mules? So that's really interesting. Um, and, and it really defers. You have kind of a spectrum of behaviors when it comes to mule actors, let's call it that. And at BioCatch, we created a way to classify. But think about, you know, there are some actors who are really cyber criminals on one end of the spectrum. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have those users that are not even aware that they're being money mules. So they transfer the money and they think they're, you know, just doing a work at home job or, or some ad that they saw. And they're really unknowingly acting as a mule. So we created five mule personas. One is kind of the cyber criminal, we call them the deceiver. And that persona is someone who can steal personal information and actually open an account on behalf of a genuine user. So either a synthetic idea or st stolen personal information and they open a fake account. And um, so, you know, they'll be completely on the end of the cyber criminal. Then we have someone who sells their account. So they opened a legitimate account and we found this in some cases of um, students who you know, go to certain countries, especially at the time of COVID, they had to go back home. So they actually sold their legitimate account to cyber criminals to be used as a meal account. The third type is the accomplice. And this is someone who's recruited to do work, for, work at home type work. They get the money into their account and then they transfer it out of their account and they cut a, cut a you know, percentage out of that. They know what they're doing, but they kind of don't know and they, they're, they're definitely actors. These people will be prosecuted if caught. The fourth type is the, the chump. So this is someone who believes the money is clean, also on the other edge of the work at home, you know, easy money, but they don't really know what they're doing. They're very naive. And then the final one is the victim. And that's someone who account is taken over and used as a meal account. And actually have a personal example of that where, you know, someone who, used to work as a babysitter for us, she, um, she was a victim in that case and money was, was transferred through her account. And that was, you know, that's very scary to be a victim and to find out that your some money is moving through your account. How is digital behavior being used to identify mule accounts and mitigate risk? So I think one of the things when you, when you think about mules, and you think about classic controls of fraud prevention, there are definitely some intersections. The way we created these classifications of the mule personas was to really think about how can we identify the mule act actors in the different phases because they are not all the same. They're not the same in the, the way they create accounts. They're not the same in the way they act after accounts are created. So there are several ways to be able, based on the personas that I just described, to detect those types of meal activities. So if we're thinking about the deceiver, which is the one who stole information or is using synthetic IDs, we can actually detect those at account opening. The way we do that is, you know, going back to what BioCatch does, tracking the behavior at account opening. So we'll look at patterns of cyber criminal versus genuine behavior at account opening. So if we look at a cyber criminal at account opening, there are common patterns that we'll be able to detect using behavioral biometrics. For example, familiarity with data. So if we look at the way a user enters the data that they stole, we will see that they're using either short-term memory, they're, you know, they're copying off a list, they're going to copy, yeah, 
they're going to type maybe a name or, or a piece of information, but they'll do that in a way that is segmented and not continually. Whereas a genuine user will be very familiar with their data, they're not going to do a lot of deleting and correcting or copying and pasting or show expert user patterns. So another pattern that we see with regards to account opening is that the cyber criminal who's very, very familiar with the account opening process will continually, um, you know, go look at personal stolen personal data. They have a lot of data with data breaches and, and phishing scams. So they'll go and one after the other, they'll open accounts, open accounts. So they're very, very familiar with the process of account opening for a certain financial institution. So they'll present a behavior that we know as data, uh, process familiarity. So in this scenario, they know what the mandatory fields are. They only enter those very quickly. They finish the account opening process very, very quickly. They don't stop and read the terms and conditions or select a credit card design or whatever. They will very, very quickly go through that process. Whereas a legitimate user will take obviously a lot more time. They'll make selections and, and enter the data in a different way. So these are just a few patterns that we see in account opening. And um, these are patterns that enable us to distinguish between a legitimate user and that deceiver persona. When we talk about the peddler and actually the victim as well, in these two cases, we'll see changes over time. So in those two scenarios, the person who opened the account is a legitimate user, but then they gave their account one knowingly was selling the account, the peddler, the student who you know, sold the account or whatever, or the uh, victim, in, in those cases, someone else is now logging into the account with stolen credentials or credentials that they bought. And so we'll see changes in the behavior. So here we'll look at the genuine user behavioral profile in the past in transactions that we saw and the past interactions that we saw. So are they left-handed or right-handed? How they, you know, the tremors and all the different types of behavior that will build their user behavioral profile. And we'll see changes. So we'll really, really see, you know, they use a wheel before on the mouse and now they're using scrolling in a different way. We start to see expert user patterns and things like that. And then the last two personas are the trickiest by far, because in this scenario, it's really the legitimate user who's legitimately opened the account. And I'm talking about the complex and the chump, one kind of knowing what they're doing and the other one not really knowing what they're doing. But in both cases, it's the legitimate device, their legitimate location, accountless legitimate. So how do we detect that? And that's a big challenge. It's very similar to cases of you know, social engineering scams where it's the legitimate actor who's actually um, using their device and, and account. So in this scenario, we really need to look for those subtle micro behaviors that change over time. And what we see here is when they transfer this type of money, they know that something is off. They know it's not 100% legitimate. So there's some hesitation, some duress, some form of being guided even by a cyber criminal to transfer the money. We can see conversations happening in the background, like, you know, they're on the phone. We can see that with the way they move their device if they're on a mobile device, uh, you know, kind of being guided and then putting it up and down. We see a lot of behavioral changes in the session to detect those, but those are by far the hardest to detect. So what advice can you offer to help people from falling victim to this type of cybercrime? Um, so I think, you know, being a victim when it comes to meal accounts is, 
is is tricky, right? Because it's not like you know protect your account from account takeover. So first, don't engage. And and the interesting thing is being a victim here to a mule scheme is there are you know romance schemes, there are work at home schemes, there are different kind of schemes that 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 cyber criminals recruit men, money mules in. So you know money doesn't come easy. Don't be deceived. Um, it's interesting to see that at, at the era of COVID, uh, there has been a targeting of younger, more naive populations. So we've seen a lot of mule victims between the ages of 21 and 30 recruited um, at this time of COVID, where a lot of people, mostly young people, were financially affected, affected and lost their jobs. But I think people need to know that these people will be prosecuted uh, when caught. So. Uh, when it comes to protecting accounts, so that victim scenario that I talked about, definitely we recommend financial institutions to be able to take that one step further. And you know, for financial institutions, look at behavioral biometrics as, as a solution in this space. This is definitely something that we recommend. We also saw some interesting breakdowns of, of the personas um, when looking at the data. And uh, you know, it, it's it's really interesting to see how there is a clear you know representation of each and every one of these types of personas within the population of of um of mule account personas i yell at figure 11 vice president of market strategy at biocatch thanks for some insight on this if somebody wants to connect with you what's the best way they can do that so there are two ways either they can just look me up on linkedin send me a message or um Contact me on my email. It's ayelet with one L dot 11 at biocatch.com. Thanks again. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.